Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. And now, the Outriders. Hello, Outriders. Matt and Dan here, and we're joined this week with a very special guest, a Wookiee. A, a former Wookiee. Oh, yeah. Shaved my beard and lost all of my powers. Yes. Uh, I think we quickly tallied it up that the second you shaved your beard, the Golden Knights lost after a 10-game 10, 10 win streak, and then yeah. they lost because yeah. I shaved my beard. Yeah. yeah. You probably weren't on your elliptical either. I was not. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give me a week. I'll have it back. But I need to it's going to be a rough week. You need to back up on our games together because you, you've got me 2-0 <laughs> and o right now in our Legion. So. That's true. I'm going to catch some L's. I'm catching L's left and right. So. <laughs> wait, wait. A week? You need a week to grow that back? Uh, it, it comes in pretty quick. No, yeah. I was about to say. I, I figured like, you know, by the time we finish this cast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, he'll get the, the rough shaping it done. Douse yeah, my face in Rogaine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But, John, very glad to have you back on the show for today. Uh, hopefully a little bit more regular, because you are making a more ha- uh, regular habit of being in Legion these days. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been my focus now for the past, I don't know, month or so, a couple weeks at least. How very so. exciting. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to joining you guys more often. Yeah, you, You've had more Legion in the past two weeks than I have. So yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Y- you're, you're continuing uh, r- trend of getting your ass kicked by work. Yeah, can, true. Can I say that on <laughs> yeah. the show? Okay, okay. Uh, it continues. So it does continue, It, it yes. sucks, but uh, hopefully you'll be coming out the other side of that and we can start getting some regular games because yeah. we got uh, the normal monthly event coming up at the store next week. So Yeah, well, I mean, the side benefit of working with very small things at work, it helps with my painting. So that, That's true. They're, they're yeah, mutually dialing uh, beneficial. So. You've yeah. been getting a lot of painting done, John. Yeah, I mean, that's usual. Though. I mean, I just yeah. basically just turned all of my focus from painting random things to just painting legion stuff because i realized i had a backlog of things i had to buy and catch up on and now i'm doing that i just i'm painting stuff i'm probably never gonna play did uh padme last or two two nights ago i saw that it looked really good thanks uh she might need to pluck a little bit those eyebrows Look, her eyebrows <laughs> yeah. her eyebrows are on fleet okay? yeah oh, okay yeah. Gotcha. it just it's, looks it's like she's perpetually times. surprised <laughs> look i mean look natalie portman had the early 2000s like Pencil thin eyebrows. I'm just bringing her up to a more modern day standard. There, there it is. It's a quick mm. updating. But uh, <laughs> yes. we'll go ahead and get into what we got today. But of course, we got to stop by the news roundup first, Dan. Uh, well, not much in the way of Star Wars news lately, mainly because of when we're recording. Uh, we're recording on May the 1st, and of course, May the 4th is upcoming, and I'm sure we'll have a lot more announcements coming up in the next few days. Hey, guys. I'm sure by the time time you're listening to this. (laughs) And with your spirit as well. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that totally slipped past my radar until, you know, Audible said, hey, your pre-order is available. Uh, Thrawn Ascendancy, uh, the book number two called The Greater Good, just dropped. The Greater Good. The Greater, for The Greater Good. <laughs> yeah. The Greater Good. Is he a Tau now? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, he's or in Hot Fuzz or yeah. something. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Chiss or Tau. Uh, oh, so. yeah. Too bad he doesn't have the little... Well, it's probably a good thing he doesn't have the little, like, uh, hoofy things that the Tau do. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. So, actually, I, I did just read the first Thrawn book. You uh, did? Recently. Yeah. 
So, which is actually giving me a lot more appreciation because finished Clone Wars and started season three. Actually, I'm almost done with season three of Rebels. Ah. And now that I know who Thrawn is and Governor Price, it's like I've got like some, you know, some sense of appreciation. Look at you. It's all coming together. Oh, now. I'm so proud. Yeah. <laughs> I've become so proud, Papa. <laughs> I mean, it's not that we haven't been telling you to do this for years. No, I know. I, know. Yeah. I just, I was, in, you know. <laughs> you want to listen? And, no, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. right. Uh, speaking of, been told to do this for years. Dan, I finished the first book on the Alphabet Squadron, and I absolutely loved it. So thank you again for bringing it up every well, few months. So I like, yeah. oh yeah, I need to check that out, dude. So good. I went and picked up the second book this morning. Yeah, that's a good timing eager. since you know the trilogy is now complete. So now you'll be able to no, go through all of it. No, don't tell me. No, no, please <laughs> you, tell me there's more. <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to go through all of it while having a waiting between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I saw that they had the the hardback out there for the third book. So. I'm yeah. probably pick that up before you know I should. the uh, The first audio book was good, but I heard the second one wasn't great. But really, because yeah, I, I, we talked about this. Uh, yeah. prior to the show, I, I don't remember a quality drip in it. Yeah. At least not. To, it mean, wasn't memorable enough to. Yeah, to well, my apparently it was enough to get uh, lose a fifth star on the uh, Audible app. So oh, come it's on. it's okay. I was people craving a physical find, book to read and collect anyway. People so. are going to find the smallest thing to complain about. That's what can true. I say? Yeah. Well, Star Wars people. fans complain about little things. Stop. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Speaking of Empire players, Dan. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, and on the book front, uh, the Galaxy's Edge art book released. And yeah. I actually have a meeting to hunt this down oh mine should be arriving like oh. any moment i actually ordered it from you did Barnes order it. okay yeah. i'm gonna have to borrow it for some reference stuff oh, yeah, because yeah. at least in a few of the previews they showed a new rx droid yeah in there uh one that's supposed to be flying the uh, shuttle buses between the star wars hotel and galaxy's edge so do you have to uh, tip your droid yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um that's a new rx droid to add to the uh to the collection yeah. of them that I have right now. So you have quite the menagerie of, uh, oh, yeah. of I, droids I've seen. Well, I mean... Not to be confused with, you know, tipping a droid in uh, Philadelphia, like that one hitchhiking <laughs> one from a few years, years ago, where it got knocked over, beat up, and oh, robbed. Oh, God. <laughs> like, did it trek across the entire... Like, yeah, it got through all, all of Canada. Canada. Yeah, <laughs> Made it to the United States, and then first stopped Philly, and then just... <laughs> I mean, it is Philly. Philly had its way with it. <laughs> so don't tip your droid if, if you're in Philadelphia, otherwise... <laughs> You're a droid, just avoid Philadelphia. Yeah, probably a good idea. <laughs> oh, and we were talking about the speaking of the Star Wars Hotel, you know, spending all of our Patreon money to, uh, <laughs> to, yeah. to have us uh, stay there. Um, we're also going to have to take a uh, book a trip on the new cruise ship that Disney's launching called the Wish. I wish is, we could afford yes, that too. I'll <laughs> uh, be launching in summer 22. Uh, it's going to have a Star Wars themed quote unquote hyperspace lounge. Oh. Does it so. keep all the millions of kids that uh, would be on the cruise? Well, hopefully they'll uh, keep the those, door. you know, on another deck with the, uh, you know, w with all the characters and whatnot. Oh, that's yeah, really cool looking. Yeah, I just brought a picture of it. Right? Yeah, oh. concept art. But okay. it's 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 unlike the, you know, the Ogus Cantina, Moss Eisley Cantina look. It's going to be very upscale, you know, kind of like the uh, Canto Bight Dryden Voss kind of feel of it do they still have steerage could i do it like the titanic yes. go, down, go have some fun with like the irish down below decks or something i mean you probably hire on his crew yeah. <laughs> it's probably the cheapest way to get on there oh man 
Uh, but supposedly also it's going to have some sort of gallery of collected items, kind of a la Dryden Voss's office. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. They had all the so, little things on display. Yeah. yeah so kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I have no idea how much it's going to cost, but it's not going to be cheap, obviously. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> cruises in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, cruises might be a little cheaper right now. Well, it now, just costs yeah. you your life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not coming out till summer 22, so we got another yeah. year for them to recover and get all that going, so... But yeah, uh, that's all I have for the Star Wars news, mainly because I'm sure in a few days There's we'll have a, a deluge. Yeah. Hey, alongside... we both came to deluge. Yeah. Yay, all right. Uh, Work for nice. us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alongside, of course, Bad Batch is coming. That's the biggest oh, thing we yeah. know about. So. Yeah, I, I almost completely forgot about that. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Because Falcon Winter Soldier wrapped up mm-hmm. and uh, Kylie Morgenthal is Kylie Morgenthal? <laughs> Carly, the, the worst character in MCU history? Yeah, uh, probably right up there. But anyways, I know you're a big fan. That's why I had to bring oh, it up. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't care for the ending. We'll just leave it that way. Yeah. Uh, I thought some of it was good. I mean, it was overall was very good. But yes, her character arc was, it just, just had awful. me scratching yeah. my head. But anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's there were some, okay, no, we're not going to talk in the MCU casting. <laughs> we do this every freaking episode. Uh, but there were I some. I feel like it's yeah. adjacent. It's yeah, all true. under the AMG umbrella, right? <laughs> True, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. We got Overlord's Disney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but supposedly there were some rewrites in there because some original plot points were supposed to talk about a virus and that kind of hit a little too close oh, to home. Gotcha. So that's why there's some kind of janky writing in there. Because oh, remember in the earlier episodes, they're talking about distributing vaccines and whatnot. So right. everyone's having a good time and yeah. they want to take a right on topical. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so what do we have for LDO? Or, yeah, okay, LDO. FFG news. Yeah, so actually some in-person events yes. have started up again, and I'm talking like big ones. So the Dallas Open is going on as we're recording. Yeah, wow. I saw some of the pictures that were on the, the yeah. Star Wars Legion. Facebook I know, and, and this was one that, cool. one, another one that kind of slipped by me until I saw people posting uh, pictures of the tables, and I'm like, oh, holy hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's happening. happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, be safe, guys. Have fun. Be safe. Yeah. No, and I mean, I, I'm curious to see the lists that are coming out because some of the uh, pictures that are literally streaming on the Discord as we're recording right now are some crazy list compositions I'm seeing. I'm seeing an ATST with multiple speeder bikes. There's a triple clone RT list going around there Ooh. and some awesome paint jobs too. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I think so much of the, the competitive scene, I, and we can talk a little bit more about this later, but I, I think so much of the competitive scene that you've seen in the last year is based purely about what you've seen on Invader League. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's and, the only data points we have, really. Exactly. So you're looking at what you've got for lists on the Invader League, and you've got very terrain-dense boards and stuff that are, are set up for TTS. Mm-hmm. And then you look at what they have in the Dallas GT, and I don't think they were sparse necessarily, but they're not nearly as as, as packed as what you would see on TTS. So you know something like an ATRT list may actually do a little better. You know, yeah. Now they have a little bit more mo- room to maneuver and... And get around, Dan. I see yeah. you furiously um, yeah, googling I'm scrolling on your phone. No, What's I'm, up? I'm going through the Discord here because I saw one interesting thing that was posted in the Discord was the faction breakdown, which is a little more interesting. Look at that! It's, it's like it's almost a like twenty five percent, twenty five percent, twenty five percent breakdown. So I mean, rebels are a little bit wow beefier than everyone else in terms of numbers. I'd like to see some hard numbers on this once they can crunch all that down. Yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah. How many, how many entries do they have? Total? I, I wasn't able to gather that oh, okay. at this point. So, so of the but, six yeah. people that showed up, 
No. <laughs> no, it looks like it's pretty, pretty Yeah, I mean, uh, unlike what we saw in Invader League, which was 50% Separatists. It's yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of yeah. clone lists and Separatists. I guess it's and... a little bit different when you actually have to build and paint your army, you know. It sounds yeah. fun having a 13 activation stat list or something until you actually have to get the models all put together and assemble. It's like, well, I've got my empire ready to go right on the shelf right here. So Exactly. Or, you know, you look at all the, the clone lists that were just featuring six units of Phase 2s. Well, I mean, mm. good luck finding phase twos out there right now. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're starting to come back a little bit, but you're not wrong. Uh, it, it's it's only been the last couple of months. I think they've started to proliferate out again. Um, if only we were in a European country that still had AATs and LL and LATs coming out. <laughs> That'd be great. They probably have all of the well, phase twos I as mean, well. Hopefully later in May here. I mean, hopefully it's not delays aren't too bad. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm looking forward to get picking up a few more of the boxes that I, I missed out on while I was gone. I was lucky enough to get an Anakin thanks to the uh, the largesse of my friend over here. Hello, I'm still waiting for my mall in return. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not happening? Fantastic. <laughs> well, it looks like I have a whole shelf of paint projects over there for you then. I was going to say. <laughs> uh... Definitely have enough stuff to work on. But yeah, um, we're uh, definitely looking forward to this event. Uh, I want to see the breakdown. And, of course, coming soon, we'll have both the uh, Atlantic City Open and then the Dallas uh, – I'm sorry, we are having the Dallas Open, the Lone Star Open. So Lone Star front, Open, yeah. Yeah, so both frontline gaming events. And then, of course, LVO, which is going to be in 272 days. <laughs> Not that we're counting. <laughs> are you sure? No, yes. no, we are absolutely counting every, <laughs> yeah. every single dang time. But, uh, so. The last bit of uh, – I mean, tangential since kind of the game has left FFG, but some interesting FFG news – um, and I'm Matt, as a former game store owner, I might need more of your input on this. Oh, okay. But the game center, FFG Game Center. Yeah, that was yeah. an interesting. My my heart leapt in my chest for a split second when it was brought to my attention because I do remember. Um, yeah, Christian Peterson used to be like the FFG guy, so I'd go to a yearly event for basically uh, game store owners to meet the people in the industry and all that. And I always mm -hmm. enjoyed his talking points because you could tell he was really passionate about it. And then he stepped down after the sell sale to Asmodee. So when I saw he was reacquiring FFG, I was like, oh my goodness. And then I found out it was the retail space and game event center. So that's, yeah, that's actually, so... it's cool. I'm glad he's got it, but it's also kind of sad that Asmodee doesn't value that apparent, or did value it and decided to cash in on it to, uh, to sell it off. So it's not going to be the event center unless, I don't know, they yeah. might be working out some sort of arrangement, so, but still. Christian Peterson, he was a, a founding member of FFG, if I was reading this right, or, or oh, uh, man, he I, was just a head of FFG. Yeah, but I I, he, I'm not 100% sure. On okay. that. I'd have to go like look at his wiki page but I think I've, uh, I'm reading somewhere that he was leading on creating the game center in the very first place. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, sells it to Asmodee and then comes back and buys it again, <laughs> at least as far as I'm understanding. So yeah. interesting. And I know I'm usually the business-focused one on the cast here. <laughs> so, yes. There's some interesting business shenanigans going on Yeah, here. some some things going on there. I don't know. It's, uh, it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. But it, it's cool to see him back, you know, involved in at least somewhat the uh, the plight of the FFG. You know, even yes. if it's just from their old game event and retail center, which is a pretty big facility from what I understand. Mm -hmm. That's one in Roseville, Minnesota? Yeah. yeah. Okay. With the whole um, retail and the, the the food service and everything. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah. Every time there's been a Worlds there, I've always heard people that went saying how amazing the food was there, actually. Oh, that's so. cool. 
Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong. I thought uh, they had started moving worlds away from there, like completely, just because it uh, wasn't quite big enough. For yeah, all well, the I people. mean, back in the you know when X-wing was the the number one game for the, the game, company. Yeah, uh, yeah, their capacity was a little <laughs> difficult there. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe that's another reason why. But uh, it's it is interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. uh, John. Mean, hey, what? Hey, what? Hmm? Huh? Go ahead. What else? Yeah, I thought we were done. <laughs> we got something else. Well, I mean, in tournament news, we got some some TTS stuff going on. <gasps> That's right. So, yes. did they have the finals yet? Uh, not yet. It is actually tomorrow. Oh, yes, our, okay. Unless we, you are listening to this now, which I assume you are, in yes. which it has probably happened. Yes. Pro- I mean, by the time we get this edited and pushed, it'll yeah. probably be, have already happened. So, I so know, we, congratulations. We, Insert winner here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Snyder, who's playing uh, Republic versus Innocentum, who's playing uh, uh, droids. Um, so we're going to get a classic Clone Wars final on there. What was mm-hmm. Innocentum's uh, list? Oh, well, funny you should say that. that. Actually, I got it right up here. It's the... John, would you like to uh, go through the list for us? So he's running Triple Staps, T-Series Tactical Droid for the Commander, six units of Battle Droids, or B1s. Um Two units of B1 or, uh, BX droid strike teams and a unit of BX droid commandos with uh, vibro swords. Uh, sounds like a boring list. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know I, you're uh, not a fan of that. No, so, but. so I mean, I've been running. I mean, we'll we'll talk about them a little bit, but I've been running some some BX lists, and I just don't find them fun. But it's 13 activations. So it's is it the sniper setup? I'm assuming for the uh, BX strike teams. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the triple stab thirteen activation list that sure. seems to have been very. Prominent. I mean, there was enough of them. It is probably it could just be. I mean, not to uh, take away from his skill and acumen as a general there, but there were so many of these lists. It seems going into it that it was only you know it seems natural that one should uh, go to the finals. Uh, I mean, a lot of them were dropping off in the middle rounds. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. So, uh, obviously, he's a very skilled player. And And I think he was the one that beat um, Michael Berry from the uh, Notorious Scoundrels podcast. Oh, okay. Because I I heard him talking a little bit about that. And, uh, yeah, it it sounds like a lot of times the clones, the Rex Star clone lists were beating the high-activation uh, droid list, mm-hmm. but I guess he piloted it very well and did some stuff on turn zero and managed to get a favorable, you know, setup. And yeah, props to him. You know, what I mean? like I, 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 I don't find the list fun, but I'm also not somebody who's playing in the finals of Invader League. That's so. right. It's like man, you're not playing it right now, <laughs> yeah, so it yeah, doesn't exactly. matter. <laughs> so hey, yeah, prop, props to him. And then yeah, it looks like uh, the Snyder list is. That's not the one. Okay, so that's the one. That's the the typical like Rex Star. Is this the normal list twos. or is it the director's cut li- cut list? The director's cut list. Yeah, for the Snyder. Oh, uh, uh, I'm not a DC person. That, no. that went right over my head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it was the the R two uh, Rex unit. Uh, five units of Phase twos. Uh, so actually, uh, five units of Phase twos, one unit of Phase ones, Clone Commander, and Arc Snipers. So, I mean. It, Kind of, they're both very prototypical lists for what's doing well mm-hmm. in Invader League. So, mm-hmm. congrats to them, and hopefully, you know, yeah. hopefully it's a good match tomorrow. May the uh, best general win. Yes. And uh, last thing we have for TTS is our BFF of the podcast, Keegan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, his, we have uh, multiple BFFs. We do. I was going to say, does, yeah. does LJ know about this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he the one that got away? 
No, he's he's still, no, there. He's still around. I actually I just know. messaged him before the thing asking yeah. about the. I think the last time we talked to him, that's there's going to be some news on that soon. So, so I remember yeah. what, what last cast we talked to him. He said he was the one that got away, but the, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was a couple months ago. Uh, but yeah, um, over there, our friends over at Legion ninety nine um, are doing a TTS map making contest. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, that's going through the twentieth of May. Um, they're taking submissions for both eight hundred and five hundred point lists because there's been kind of a drought of five hundred point maps on the TTS mod. And that's just a three by three, right? Yeah, yeah. this is three by three. Should be easier. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, you size. gonna you gonna go ahead and whip one of those out there, John? Sure, with all of my computer skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like Jeff is probably already like deciphered and learned a new skill to be able to build maps for this to come up with like 15 iterations on it probably <laughs> more than likely yeah just to prevent himself from yeah. painting his actual models yeah. <laughs> anything that will distract him that's you know legion adjacent that's uh... not actually painting his models <laughs> his, his, his painted models do look beautiful sorry jeff i've <laughs> yeah. seen his mandos oh my god yeah anyway. they're looking really good now he's got i think he's going to be jumping into an x34 project because that one he was gushing about mm. with the uh, sabine paint job if you guys have seen that on the legion uh, page holy cow yeah looks yeah. amazing beautiful yeah. Mm-hmm. uh but yeah uh the top five maps of this painting competition which is called prep the battlefield by the way i forgot to drop the name on there uh will be featured in the tts legion mod nice so it'll be bundled with the actual mod so that everyone awesome. downloads the mod will be in there. So yeah, um, Keegan's posted this all over the place on the Facebook, on the Discord. I'm sure we'll probably um, shout it out on yep, our, on yeah, up, our so. Facebook and all that. So. Yeah, so we'll have to give him a little shout out there. So yeah, Keegan, Good awesome. job. Good That's job. awesome. This yeah. is something that benefits the community as a whole. So uh, did they have, or were they giving out ribbons? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll print something up from six up and <laughs> yeah uh, that's fair yeah that, that makes sense yeah speaking of uh actually uh working with them now to get a full table printed up for myself using some of the imperial terrain things and they've got an agreement with them and they're printing it all up and sending my way can't wait to get a hold of it so mm-hmm. i'll have some pictures on that because john volunteered to help paint that as well I'm learning all sorts of new things today. I clearly <laughs> mentioned it. No, that's all good. I, I'm I'm enjoying. Yeah, I, I enjoyed more. painting up the uh, the scarif terrain that we did. So yeah, um, yeah, that went up really nice. But uh, wait, no, it wasn't scarif. It was uh, Jetta. Jetta, thank you. Yeah, which one's scarif? Scarif, oh, scarif is the the, the planet beach from planet the, resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wrong one. Space Maui. Did you uh, <laughs> did you get copies of the uh, the Galaxy's Edge fuel tank? No, no. I, I need to, to see about one of you guys. I, I, I rely on my community of friends here oh, of to, uh, yeah. you know, get I, my hobby done for me. I guess <laughs> it is a community, though. I mean, yeah. you provide us with with witty banter, and we provide you with the, uh, you know, oh good, <laughs> I've hard, got something the hard of value. Labor yeah. of painting, right? Yes, <laughs> the infor- Somebody shock that man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so for anyone not not aware of what I'm talking about, our good friend Jeff, of course, um, designed a basically a scaffold to go around a galaxy's edge coke bottle yeah the little round the little round thermal detonatorly ones that that make it look like a fuel tank and it's been a great hit at least at our local events yeah people saying how awesome that is so i i printed up two of them and painted them up for for the star tours board uh but yeah we'll have to get you some printed up for your board too yeah that would be great and a couple of the uh, outrider crates which are available for patreon members via our discord or anyone at six up Yes. yes. <laughs> or available yes, at six right. up, of course. Yeah. Uh, we've got a commercial for that now. It's exactly. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> they know. But uh, uh, anyways, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back and uh, just ca- kind of talking about the state of Legion. 
Hey guys, Matt here to tell you about our friends over at 6up Supply. If you're like me and don't have access to your own 3D printers, 6up Supply has you covered with a whole suite of printing services to bring those awesome files to life. The Outriders are proud to be partnered with 6up, and you can find special themed terrain, gear, and tokens with a big discount for Patreon members in the Outrider Central section of the website. And that's not all. You can also get terrain bases, game supplies, tools, LED kits, and more. Stuff is being added all the time. So stop by the number 6upsupply.com and use coupon code OUTRIDER to save 10% on your next order and let them help you up your game. You are receiving the Legion Outriders podcast. Ending the transmission now would be most unfortunate. And now, the Outriders. Welcome back, Outriders. And uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of a kind of a chat session here, talking about, well, John's coming back to Legion after being away for a little over probably Just a, a year. year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, you t- picked a good year to take off, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I think the last major event that, well, most of us did was the uh, LVO 2020. 20? Yeah, it was 2020. Yeah, yeah it was 2020. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very beginning of the year there. And... You went and you've been playing other games, painting that you mentioned, uh, other things. But now you're kind of like, okay, Legion, let's let's start getting into this again. I want to be competitive with it. I believe. Yeah. So really, taking a break from it, um, it was just I, I had other things I wanted to explore, other things I, I wanted to paint, and then I just had you know some other things in my personal life that that you know were happening that was led me to like, okay, I'm gonna take a little side, you know, break from the the podcast, break from the game. Um, if, you know, yeah. First, I, I, so in that gear, yeah. I, I want to let's let's go through the list. <laughs> so went into Malifaux right away. <laughs> Malifaux, uh, yeah. Did uh, Malifaux? I did um, AOS, which I've always kind of dabbled in AOS. Yes. Um, yeah, you've got some beautifully painted armies. From, thank you. Yeah, the last several half years. of which I've never played. But <laughs> yeah, I would say, did you ever actually play the Cadron Dwarves? Nope. Dwarves? Still never played the That's Overlords. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so I, I got back into that. Uh, I did um, so 40k. Went into Kill Team. Because we're on, what, ninth or 10th edition now? Ninth edition now. Ninth yeah, edition, okay. Uh, I, I, and I've been playing that intermittently, mm-hmm. uh, doing some League stuff with that. I've been doing, let's see, I did some Kill Team. I did some Warcry, like one game of Warcry. Yeah. <laughs> got out of that quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Star Wars, uh, Lord of the Rings, Fantasy Battles. I just got into that to paint yeah, well, stuff. that and I then, believe, yes. Yeah, and then uh, nobody wanted to play, so... Or, or, like, I think you and I were the only ones that really talked about playing. Yeah, we had a couple of guys in our game group actually paint models, and I was like, oh, I've got, like, 500 Urukai over here, so if anybody <laughs> wants them, and I was like, ah, no takers. That's fine. So, I mean, like a lot of gamers, I, I do suffer from a little bit of game ADHD. Yeah. I think, so... What? What's that like? Yeah. <laughs> a little. A little yeah. Bit, yeah. <laughs> On the opposite end of the spectrum there, Dan, uh, yes. what have you been playing? Um, Legion, and <laughs> Legion, and Legion, yeah. Well, thank you for that exactly. <laughs> summation there. <laughs> but, you know, I, throughout playing all these different games, mm-hmm. I, I found things like bits and pieces that I enjoyed, but I always kind of used Legion as a measuring stick. Yeah, yeah how, as a benchmark. As yeah. a benchmark for, for how the game ran. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I talked a little bit about this. I, I made a long-winded 
self-indulgent Facebook post. Uh, where Those are the best, though, right? man. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you're not advertising for your MLM, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look, hon. <laughs> no, so the, uh, you know, some of the observations that I made that I, I thought really stuck with me about Legion, um, just the fact that Legion, that you never feel going into a game that you're just never going to win. You know, like, you don't have, like, you know, that, that first, even turn zero, you can... You can okay, maybe some... you do. All no. right. No, no. <laughs> I mean, you can walk into a turn no. zero, have you know a bad flip, and then have have you know an unfavorable scenario. You can have an uphill battle and have an uphill battle, but yeah. you never feel like uh, this is just I'm going to lose this game mm-hmm. because you know I don't have first turn. And that's the thing that like with AOS and with with 40k, they are still doing the I go you go, and yeah. you can end up drawing or getting second, you know, being the second player. And get alpha struck and never have a chance. Yeah. And you don't have that. I never had that once in Legion where it was just like, well, the game hasn't even started and I've lost. Yeah. And no, and it feels real bad because yeah. I've been on the receiving end. Uh, I think we did a, a Path to Glory League mm-hmm. like a year and a half ago or so. And uh, <laughs> I didn't get to, I, I set up, I got charged, half my units got taken out, and then they. Uh, and then I got to swing back what was left, and then they got to go again, and it was just game over by like middle of turn two. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. and you can, I mean, you can face some unfavorable setups. I mean, if mm-hmm. you're running a vehicle heavy list and you end up getting something like you know, sabotage the moisture evaporators or recover the supplies or something like that, and you mm-hmm. don't have, you know, or you've got too much terrain, or you box yourself in something like that. Like, there's unfavorable scenarios, but honestly, I think that Legion has some of the best competitive balance. Good from the games that I played. Well, that's awesome. So I, I it's know nice it's... that you've been able to go out and kind of see, you know, how the other half lives with uh, the other major kind of game systems there, and yeah. then like makes you appreciate what you've got back here in the little, field. Little miniatures walk about, right? <laughs> Vision <laughs> quest. <laughs> yes. So I, I brought some of that up before we started the, the podcast, and then, yeah. Dan, you seem like you kind of like had a counterpoint to. To where I'm th- I think the state of well, Legion's at right now. I mean, the, the core rules, the, the bones of Legion are very yeah. balanced. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, there are some earlier units like Core Box and Wave 1 and Wave 2 units that could really use a refresh. And the good thing is, is we're start, we were starting to see that with the Wookiees mm-hmm. getting their complete errata, which brought their usability up considerably. The T-47 and its errata has brought it up considerably. Uh, but it's still like Core Box stuff, Core Box Vader, Core Box Luke... Even Leia, who was considered one of the really, really great early game oh, units, yeah. has really fallen down in favor. Um, and you see, I'm trying not to focus on Imperials here. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing great, buddy. Yes. And I think with, with Leia and probably with her counterpart, Veers, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that has to do with how much we've seen improvements in the generic officers. That and the command cards coming out for newer units. Yeah, yeah that too. And yeah. you know, I think having vigilance out later in particular, having vigilance and the ability to um, you know give out dodges, you, you can pretty much create a Leia without the command cards with your Rebel officer for about forty points cheaper. Yeah, and same. I mean, I lists I've been theory crafting too. I'm like, let me get Veers to get that third aim with electro binoculars, but I'm like, for the point difference. I don't yeah. know if it's really... No. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think that power creep has been an issue? Not so uh, Not so much power creep. It's... They've been... Every release has been dropping too many new keywords, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I really think we need to, like, maybe cut back on the new keywords, find better combinations of the keywords that are already in the game. 
Okay. Kind of mix that up into, yes. and then some erratas for some of the earlier units to bring them up to that modern standard. Okay. I think we were also seeing uh, maybe a design creep. Or maybe not because, creep is yeah. the right, but uh, more sophisticated. Like the, the designers are getting and the testing are getting more familiar with the system they've created, uh, realizing what they can do with it, coming up with better creative solutions. Mm -hmm. And some of the early iterations of those units, like you mentioned, the, the phase one stuff or the, the first wave stuff is kind of falling by the wayside. So it's something I've been thinking about for a while. Is it time for maybe like a 1.5? Not not going to a full new edition, because I agree with you. I think the core rules are very good. Or do you think that they should just keep correcting, as in the case of the Wookiee Warriors? I, You know, from what I saw with the Wookiee Warriors, you know, coming back, I, I played Wookiee Warriors consistently mm -hmm. before, before they got this, yeah. this whole rebalance. And I, I still think they're very good. I don't think it was anything that was drastic. I mean, adding the duelist keyword. Yeah. Uh, getting the aim to give them pierce is awesome. I, I think that's great. The the dodge part, honestly, when you look at the math on it, you're more you're better off spending that dodge to cancel to cancel a attack than you are actually using it to prevent pierce. Yeah, um, that's fair. With it, duelist, you get yeah. both. So yeah, but you still yeah. have to have a dodge token. True. So yeah. <laughs> if you're spending that dodge token to cancel pierce. You're more. You're better off using that dodge token to just cancel a hit. Is that just maths? Math. That's just maths. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure where the balancing point on that is, but I mean, you figure, even with Pierce, you're only you only have like a one in six chance of actually blocking. Yeah. So on the, on the, with the Wookiee defense die, yeah, that makes yeah, much yeah, more yeah, sense, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, having that that option to use, you know, spend an aim to give them Pierce is is pretty cool. Like, I, I really appreciate having that. I don't think it's cool because. <laughs> You were killing my clones with that, Pierce, and I did not like it. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, I, I, I'm glad that they have a, a better place in the meta now. I, I think the way that they did that with a slight points reduction, and I, I think that's a, a good way of rebalancing. Um, I, I'm with you as far as I, I don't think that the rules need to be changed at all. Mm -hmm. uh, I think little tweaks here and there. I think something needs to be done a little bit with the clone uh, token sharing. I think that's something that that needs to be toned down a little bit. I know they. I know the they token already, sharing. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like they did that a little bit with the standby tokens. Yeah. Which okay. was good. Um, you know, I don't know if it's maybe reducing or like putting a like one of each type per turn kind of thing or per activation. So you know, you're not able to spend six aim tokens or something like that for, like, with one unit. Damn, that, that's I'm looking fair. at you. That's fair. <laughs> I, no, I agree with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Of course, I want to do kind of a, a meta context on all this. All the changes that have happened so far, of course, were done when it was still under FFG's house. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen how AMG is going to start curating the game. That's true, so. too. Yeah. Now, Luke Eddy's still on staff, correct? Yeah. Okay. Correct. So there's some level of, of continuity between the two, yeah. two, the two teams. Mm -hmm. um, I know Alex is gone, though, so yeah. I mean that, that changes things a little bit, but... From what I understand, towards the end of the FFG run, Luke was kind of more in charge of the. I think newer he was more of the face, the but that just might be you know personality things out okay. there. He's a he's out there on Twitter and you know making posts and things like that. So could be I don't know I, I'm not you know we don't have the inside track on that kind of information, but. But one one thing that I've noticed because I went and picked up all the new commanders I bought or um, what's his name Agent Callus I, I bought yep. uh, Lando I okay. bought. But all the new ones. And looking at the new command cards, 
they seem a lot more dynamic. Uh, they seem like yeah. they have a lot oh, more yes. things going on, which which is cool because it adds more synergy. You got to plan ahead. But you know, you look at back to the early core box command cards. You know, they were very basic. Oh yes. You know, Luke's two pip was you know give two two orders to two troopers and two dodge tokens. You know. Oh yeah. So they were literally a sentence versus the paragraph that yeah. we're reading right yeah. now. Which they're still great. They still have a lot of play. But but you're right. There's a lot more complexity to these new units that are coming out, which I don't have a problem with. Uh, but it, it does kind of make the the learning curve for some of these newer units a little steeper. Yeah. You know, I'm still trying to figure out with I haven't played a game with Lando yet, and I he was one of the units I was most excited to play with. But I'm still looking at it. I'm like, man. Like, all right, so I got to figure out how to get these contingency cards in there and, you know, how to play around the flaw. And these are all things that I never had to worry Extra about. Extra layers of strategy have been yeah. added on, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is not a bad thing inherently. No. No, not at all. But it, it does, just... it does. like I said, it creates a, a larger learning curve for some people. Yeah, it definitely. It, it'll favor the person that's gotten practice and reps in with, you know, Lando or whatever if they decide, hey, that's my dude. Uh, like I have with Kenobi, and I'm struggling. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> struggling. Uh, I love lightsabers. I, I so any list I play uh, of the four factions I collect, I always try to have some sort of Jedi in there, and I'm. It hurts because it feels. And, and I've talked to Jeff about this because he's got a lot more experience with uh, the Republic and the Rebe- rebels and whatnot. But uh, he hates it, and I totally understand his point of view. He always says, "I don't want to have a quarter of my points from army tied up in one unit that can just be deleted." And it happens. It absolutely happens. I mean, why tie up a quarter of your points in one model when you can tie up half your points in two models? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's go back to the uh, puppet strings Vader palp list. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> Which I ran for a little while. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm more on your, your side of things. I like having that that heavy hitting unit where it's you swing for the fences. You know. Yeah, you've been playing Op Luke in a couple of games yep. now, right? So the three games I've been back, I've played two games with droids using... Uh, Maul and an AAT uh-huh. uh, with T series, or I'm sorry, with a T series commander with it, and the other one I played Hop Luke, and they're, I mean, they're different, but they both are kind of the same thing. I use naked units to pad activation counts, and then I have a heavy hitting unit that if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, I lose. Yeah, I remember specifically mm-hmm. during our game, it was like down to, like, if I can delete Luke mm-hmm. right now before he gets into my army, I win. And you know what? Like honestly, that was that was one of the most epic moments I've had playing Legion. Where it was pretty I fun. had a yeah. a fully kitted out Luke within range one or two of all of your clone units, and I I played his new two pip, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one that gives you four extra yeah um, the defense four dice. extra defense yeah. dice, and he you know has he had two dodges for deflect, and you dropped a was it. 15 dice yeah i did fire supporting and aims and everything i I think we ended up like 10 or 11 hits it was so it was 12 hits out of 15 that were Ah. and i used two dodges to cancel those two and i Mm. rolled 10 dice 10 like hit dice and then four or four yeah 10 red dice and four white dice for defense yeah and i think i ended up blocking 11 and yeah, I think you only took one. Like, I took one, and one I deflected four back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was one of those moments where it was like, wow. I was like, I, 
you know, going back to looking at the math on it, like it statistically worked out to about average. No, it definitely was stacked against me because that was a fully. I think Luke had all. Of, he had maybe one or two damage and he had on him. One damage. Yeah, on him, yeah, so he was still pretty healthy. It was going to be long odds for me to delete him, even though I was throwing a boatload of dice at him. But, it was, but it I was, feel like that's a very situational. Like Luke is one of the first few Jedi that can pull that off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, during yeah. an optimal turn and all that kind of stuff. But it was a very cool moment. And uh, and then I then I lost. <laughs> but it was it was a pivotal moment of the game, yeah. and it was you know a lot of these competitive lists they don't revolve around a you know a make or break moment. Yeah. You know, like you can you've got some maneuverability, you've got some room to make mistakes, and it's more forgiving. You know, you're playing Op Luke, and you you've got him kitted out, so he's 215, 220 mm-hmm. points. You lose him, you lose the game. Yeah. Like there's there's no real way around that. Yeah, it, it, well, sometimes you can uh, get some use out of him, and then if it's like the later stages of the game, you still got enough stuff, you know, yeah. getting your objectives, whatever it is. Uh, but it, it's got to be design hell for the designers to come up with these kind of like super solo units mm-hmm. that can go out there and really shift the game, the the uh, the focus, and even the uh, what is it, the, the tide, the. Uh, I, just shift the, the the way the game is being played, and suddenly somebody's on the back foot. Mm-hmm. And but also conversely, if you get unlucky, like we had uh, in the game we played this last week, where I had Kenobi again, mm-hmm. and we had you picked Disarray, yeah, because I like to have my clones, you know, all you know, sharing mm-hmm. tokens. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, let me put Kenobi. I've got a clone commander and Padme over here. I'm gonna put Kenobi over there. Maybe I can be sneaky, get in there, lightsabers and things up. And you just opened up on him in like three wounds within the first round. Well, like, that AAT tank, you know. You had yeah, no it turns out and... there was a tank right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, and I was forced to bring my very expensive model and play a lot more cagey with him than I would have liked to get out there. And uh, I wonder if that ended up costing me the game just via attrition. I, I think it did. I, I think yeah. because you had to spend two or three turns to like basically bring him back around to the rest of your group. Yeah. I uh, prevented you from really doing anything with him. Yeah. Um, and you basically were paying, playing a 600 point army against my 800 point army at that point. Yeah. Because 200 of your points were basically <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. running away. Yeah. I think the most I got to do with him is, yeah, I, I was able to mop up a unit of BX snipers and then I brought him in to go attack. It, what was the charge? Who, who was fighting in the middle there? Mall. Maul, that's yeah. right. And I thought I had a pretty good job of chopping Maul up. I only got three wounds in on him, though. You did, you did well, though. I mean, yeah. it, it was more your defense. I think you uh, you had that one turn where I think it hit you seven times, and you blocked it's all seven of them, or blocked six of it them, or something like that. It was pretty crazy. Wacky fun. Yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, that, that's the kind of fun stuff you have playing with Force users, with Jedi, you know, and you mm-hmm. don't really... I don't, I don't get that with a triple staff 13 activation list. You know, yes. I, I just, no, I, it, I think you're trading the the really cool pivotal moments like that mm-hmm. for reliability, Dan. I'm kind of looking at you, consistency. Yeah, because that's what you like to play, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, to be fair, in a highly competitive situation, you're spending money to travel, you're spending money on hotel, you're spending money on entry fees. This is not a situation where I'm just spending like spending ah. money at the cash bar. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're you're not just going to go. Oh, I'm just going to grab this random list swag. to try and have fun. I you know. <laughs> They're doing, and I don't blame them, mm-hmm. everything they can to make sure that they have a consistent and competitive experience. They're not going to okay. allow the randomness of your 200-point model on an unlucky yeah. roll to get blown off the table for all this investment that they're putting into. And that's and that's true, that. and that's why you're a better player than I am, Dan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's a lot of people out there who, who you know do take it very seriously, and mm-hmm. then there's Matt and I who... 
or just hanging out with her new Colorado buddies getting tequila shots and <laughs> bringing yeah. triple Wookiee lit. Yeah. I mean, the, the most competitive thing we go to is our local. Uh, coincident, uh, we're, we're lucky that we have LVO locally here, yeah. that we don't yeah. have to invest in travel and, and hotel and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, we just take advantage of that fact. So we're, we're, you know, not trying so to. So you're saying the, if yeah. I pay for a hotel and plane ticket, I'll take the game more seriously with my list building? Well, I mean, you're planning on going to LSO, right? The Lone Star Open. So so far, yeah, I think that's going to be the plan. Um, so Gav Tank and ATSC? I was just going to say that. Yeah, I got to go <laughs> yeah. uh, old, old reliable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> things have gotten reduced in price, so I can probably bring, like, uh, who knows, maybe some other horrible unit. You know? <laughs> not even, so I, I think, honestly, what you should do, and I don't uh, want to tell you what you should do, but I'm no, going to tell, tell you what you should do. Dude, make that Hoth list that you've been talking about doing. You know, you did, you did mention that. I was looking at my stuff. I, I, I'm actually not too far off it. I started playing around some lists. Of course, I want to put my, you know, special collector's edition, you know, Luke in there, but... Then again, it's it's all that costs again. Get those double T forty sevens because they're, they're like what they went down forty points this last yeah. time I played. Yeah, That's they are. They're one thirty. Incredible free harpoons. Yeah. yeah. Free so I mean, bring those two. Mm-hmm. Bring you bring Jedi Luke or uh, Commander Luke. You know your your special edition Luke model. Yeah. I mean, bring some Rebel vets. You know with a pair of uh, blasters and you know, that cheap activations right there okay but how do i get the tauntauns and the 1.4 fds though because i gotta go you might have to drop the tauntauns <sighs> I, I i mean if you want to throw them in there we can work we can work on <laughs> we can put some points we'll, in there, we'll but... do some uh, list building but i am actually seriously considering that uh because i do love the t47s they're iconic and uh they're just one of the i mean they were a great unit to add early in the game and i'd love to see them flying again do i have to get keegan's permission since he beat me with the uh, t47s before at an official event. Keegan, reach out to us on Discord. Yeah, please. <laughs> was that, that was the first LVO, too. Yeah, it? that was 2019, yeah. Yeah. Man, that was... I think I've really. That was when T47s my... were bad, too. <laughs> so bad. I was fighting for last place so hard. <laughs> you, you, missed it, you missed it by one, right? Yeah. Second to last? Yeah, I think it's stupid strength of schedule. <laughs> was that counting drops or no? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, no, actually. It's been a while. <laughs> but still. But getting back to, to some of the observations that I've seen since I've come back to Legion, um, dice pools are so much bigger. And yeah, you're I, you're getting, mm-hmm. I think, because uh, you left kind of at the early inception of the Clone Wars era mm-hmm. lists, and you've, you've now started to see some of the, the glories of fire support or the travesties of mm-hmm. <laughs> fire support. Yeah, but, but even within other units. So me being, you know, old school, I'm mm-hmm. looking like, I don't want to go under 10 activations. I, yeah. just, I don't. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. I, I'm cool with taking naked rebel troopers. I'm cool with taking naked B1s because they're just going to pad my activation count. And I use them to hold backfield objectives. But I look at a lot of the, the people in the community who are competitive minded and they're shifting more to these eight, nine activation um, kitted out core units, mm-hmm. you know, putting rebel captains in there or, you know, putting an extra heavy weapon and an extra personnel. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm seeing more of those in the meta. And, and to me, it's counterintuitive. But, I, again, I'm not a competitive player. I like I've been away that. for a while. Yeah. But you like that better. No, I, I like having smaller activations. I like to be able to pimp out my units. And also, at the end of the day, it means it's less models to paint. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, to me, I, I still look at it where like, I want to have as many activations so I can first last if I need to. Maybe part of that's because I play Force users. So why, and... why, why are you so averse to the 13 activation stat list? Uh, because it seems like it's right in your wheelhouse. 
Because it doesn't have Dooku, Grievous, or Maul. Okay, so you still want to have the Flash units. Yeah, I, I still want to. I, I still want a saber wielder. I still want to have, you know, maybe an AAT, like a heavy hitter. To me, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that hits well, and there's everything in this list has a. Purpose. Okay, good. I was gonna, I was gonna prepare the Kenobi. John, you are my brother. <laughs> uh, speech, but I guess I don't have to now. No, I mean everything. Everything in this list that I look at, it has a purpose. Um, you know, those staps. I've not played with or against staps yet, but mm. from what I understand, they're a very good unit for a, you know. A, a good value. I've got mine on the shelf if you want to build them up and play with them. So I may try them out at some point. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, but I've never also been a speeder fan. I never. I love speeders. Yeah, I, I do. Tauntauns are about as much as, as speeders that I get into, but I never. I don't know that it's, I've it's ever speeders actually. For furries, so. I don't think I ever <laughs> shot with my tauntauns. It's full ram. You go 100 oh, yeah, percent full <laughs> ram to the enemy. <laughs> Like you got time to sit there and dance around and shoot people now. It's, uh, uh, I fear the day you get your reckless drivers. Uh, <laughs> so I yeah, I've been yeah. bouncing around with a couple lists for that. So yeah. I've got like my fun list, and then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try this list out because I think it'll work. Um, my fun list is still you put the reckless driver in there, you put comms jammer, you put you stuff it full of wookies, and you just drive straight into their gut. Okay, <laughs> actually, you remind me of something I was gonna ask you since you. You know, you time warped yourself away for about a year, and then you're coming back. Yeah. Uh, of the current crop of cards and upgrades and mm -hmm. things that are out there now, what's been your favorite addition to the game? Um, that I've gotten a chance to play with? Op or or I have eyeballed? I mean, Operative Luke. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I never got a chance to play with him. He was So that, that unit, but specifically, like, any uh, additions on, like, upgrades that you can take for units? That you uh, vigilance. Are... I mean, vigilance, vigilance. is great. Yeah, Especially since I like one. to play Jedi, and I like mm -hmm. to play Rebel Troopers, you know, with the nimble keyword. Um, vigilance is huge. I keep wanting to try Barrier. I've, I've played with it once, and I didn't get to use it. Thanks, so, Dan. <laughs> so not, to, not to, like, critique the way that you play your list, but no. uh, I think... Putting Barrier on, on Obi-Wan and using him as a more support role, I think, mm -hmm. would be a really, really good way to run that. Yeah, and that was originally when I started Gar. That's how I had him kitted out. But it's there's so much competition in those slots for mm -hmm. upgrades and force powers. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, do I want to trade the force bear? Because the one time I took it, I was playing Dan, and he just like, oh, you got force bear? Cool, I'm just going to focus down Obi-Wan now. And I was like, oh, good. And then I never got to use it. So it's like, is that going to be something people take advantage of? They're like, okay, you spent points on this ability. I'm not going to let you use it. And also take off your most expensive piece. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of really cool upgrades that have come out since then. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I agree. Vigilance is really, really nice. Yeah. And with like, the force powers that like you're talking about, I mean, mm -hmm. some of those force powers are, it's by far the most competitive slot of any of the upgrade slots. I would say it's you very rarely want to leave a force power slot unused yeah um mm -hmm. and also i mean just seeing how much master of the force matters now i mean running running jedi luke and having having just even master of the force one yeah i mean it opens up to using force push more often or using force reflexes more often yeah. um you know running that that rebel trooper or the, the the generic rebel officer with him giving him vigilance and then letting Jedi Luke keep that that dodge token. Um, it's pretty nice, it's right? It's really nice, yeah. and that we that way I can use that Master of the Force to allow him to do multiple Force pushes. And you know, we saw in that one game. I mean, I was able to do the old fashioned, you know, jump into one unit Force, pull another one into yep. me, um, and you know, that's uh, that's really where he gets his his most effective you know points back. I guess is being able to do that. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, I would say those some of those upgrades, the uh, offensive st- offensive stance, defensive stance card, I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's the most competitive, but it, I think it's got a lot of cool uses. To yeah, I want to play with that a bit more too. That could be a lot of fun. I'm a little sad that D- uh, Danger Sense has kind of lost its luster. Yeah, it, you don't really hear much about that. I mean, it, it comes up. It's one of the command cards Padme has. It was kind of a neat feature of the Rebel Pathfinders and Jin and those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other units? No, I, think I that's mean, pretty much it. Uh, Jeff has Maybe. used it to great great success. It's so in his, answer, but yeah. he loves his Rogue One. He loves Rogue One, and, so, and yeah. I think the Rogue One Rogue One Rebels are. I mean, they're still good. I mean, yeah. especially with Cassian coming in because uh, I, I haven't got a chance to play with Cassian yet. But just from what I've been like theory crafting. And like listening to other podcasts and, and seeing competitive lists, like he's real good. So I, I think Rogue, the Rogue One Rebels have a lot of play. I just think that um, because of the large dice pools that we're seeing, the ability to because the, the way you fight a unit that has Danger Strike is you don't let them get that suppression. You just hit them with a massive barrage of dice right away, and then they you know those white dice fails. You know those white dice yeah, armor yeah, saves they, fail. They, do their thing. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think that if you're able to hit them with a fire-supported clone squad or, you know, like, tooled-out Jedi Luke or whatever, I mean, if they don't have suppression on them yet, even with duck and cover, they're, they're going to melt. So I think that's probably why you, there might be a little bit of a, a downturn on, on uh, danger sense. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Interesting things. Dan, you've been kind of quiet letting me and John run off at the mouth here. Is there anything from the Imperial perspective? Uh, I mean, I hate to reiterate what... From has, the, the salt has, lines from of the Kessel. Salt lines, which, is, yes, yeah. <laughs> I love... I love Whoever did it on the... Dis, whoever the Discord admin is, I don't know who it is. Thank <laughs> you for renaming the Imperial channel on the Discord to the Imperial Salt Mines. Cause it is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been chatting with Tumnus about that, and that's kind of the recurring joke. It's just, uh, yeah, it seems like there's lots of fun stuff coming up. Yeah, uh, I- I'm hoping the lat will uh, definitely help with a lot of Imperial lists. It's, it's... And looking at it versus what all the fun toys that you get in the AA5, mm-hmm. whereas the lat, the lat seems just kind of like boring milk dose kind of <laughs> flying and, and that's... do it versus the... Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I wanted to ask you. Like, do you foresee that being something that Imperialists are going to be running? Um, It helps the slower units because Imperial, I mean, kind of their faction identity is area control and suppression. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. suppression isn't as useful as it used to be. Um, mm-hmm. But for area control, obviously, the, most Imperial units want to do three things. They want to move, they want to aim, and they want to shoot. Right. But you only have two, and with suppression, most of the time, only one action. So having something to be able to drop off those short-range snowtroopers or Vader or something in your enemy's lines. I just want to magnetize the top of one to have Vader surfing in there like the Tide Fighter from the comic. That would be fantastic. I mean, Um, would you say, like, snowtroopers or Imperial Royal Guard? Like, what would be the unit best served by by actually riding Oh, you made me sad. You reminded me of Royal Guard. (laughs) I wanted that. I'm trying to think of, like... The Empire's not really known for good melee threats outside of Vader and Palp, right? Right, and and Royal Guard itself. I mean, uh, hopefully, and of course this is, you know, getting into Christmas land that we'll get some Inquisitors yeah. that'll really buff up the both the you know speed to jumping. A generic are... Inquisitor would be really kind of uh, cool. Yeah, generic yeah. Inquisitors and generic Jedi for Gar and yeah. maybe some generic yeah. Sith Acolyte for CS so or something. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think I think Gar needs something cheaper. You know, I think I mean I'm really intri- intrigued by what the third core unit's going to be for both Gar and Separatus, because you know both B twos and B ones kind of run. I mean they're different, but they're somewhat similar in a way. Um, I for Gar, I mean, do I dare say it? But Gungans. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Go yeah. outside the, the clone pool. I was thinking maybe some of the like, regular army command staff that you have not in the full kitted out, kind of like uh, Imperial Army classic, non-stormtrooper army mm-hmm. type thing. But, uh, th- I mean, there may be um, some sort of chaff kind of unit to bring down the poise. Because I, as much as I would love like more Jedi options for the Republic, because, I mean, that would be the most appropriate one, it's it's already it's adding more expensive units to an already premium you know army list yeah and with with clones I, I, part of the reason why i think they need to tone down some of the token sharing is because it it almost makes it pointless to run anything that doesn't have the clone trooper keyword you know mm-hmm. like it seems mm-hmm. like any commander that you run or running a saber tank you know if it's not rex or it's not a generic clone commander like it's not going to do the order sharing and it just doesn't seem worth it i just had an idea for a unit you know, kind of adjacent to Gungans, but maybe going outside. Ewoks. You know, everybody's favorite Ewoks. <laughs> but you do it like a uh, swarm base for, like, the, the Games Workshop one. So <laughs> it's like a larger size base with, like, five or six Ewoks on there. And uh... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm here for it. I, I like this idea. Somebody, well, they're all fuzzy, so. Somebody recently, and I think it was on the Star Wars Legion Facebook page, somebody had done a custom uh, pod racer mm-hmm. where they had Ewoks... Basically, it was like two Ewoks sitting on speeder bikes oh, with chained behind it a head of an ATSD. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I saw that. That's right. Uh, uh, Matt LeBlanc was sharing that. I don't know if it was his or somebody he had found. Joey from know. Friends? <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. Da- David. 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 David yes. David. Thank you. Yeah, not enough hair gel, I guess. <laughs> Oh God, uh, we we I got on. the last name right. That was you important. did, you did. Yeah. I knew exactly, and I knew exactly who you were talking <laughs> yeah, about okay. as soon as you said it. Okay. I'm like right. Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> oh Joey, how you doing? Well, we've we've run the gamut on yeah. uh, on topics. Okay, I, 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 <laughs> uh, okay. So let's let's sum up here. Consensus is I think the game's good right now. Maybe a little bit more rebalancing, a la the Wookiee Warriors for some of the early units would be good. So we can keep the variety up. It's it's yeah. fantastic. You know, from where we were at the beginning when it was like, okay, what kind of how many stormtroopers do you want to bring? All of them. Okay, All fantastic. Yep. Yeah, six slots. I need six stormtroopers. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Uh, to where it is now. Just uh, maybe finding reasons to bring those things back and uh, get them on the table which is fantastic um any any final thoughts there guys just i mean just along the lines of that i mean i I agree with you one thing that gw's done recently that i actually liked and i think that they're doing well with ninth ninth edition is the new codexes that are coming out there's a little bit of power creep but there's no absolute must take unit and you can they're actually paying attention to balance a little bit a little bit okay so there's not external balance whereas like every faction is balanced against one another which is a fool's task really for the amount of armies out there 30 different factions and good luck with that but but there's really good internal balance with the new codexes where you can run a death guard army or a drakari army and you can field them in a number of different ways and there's not going to be like one absolute build you have to go with and i I think that i like to see that happen with the you know galactic republic or with separatists where you can field these armies in multiple ways. You're not like hamstrung to doing 
just clone troopers. You know, you mm-hmm. can you can look at ways of, of having fun with a, a Padme saber list or, or something along the lines of that. You know, I'm reminded, uh, since you put that in my mind now, of uh, some of the Clone Wars episodes where they had, like, partisan troops, like the Sagarreras and things yeah, that yeah. were, uh, yeah. you know, freedom fighters on the individual planets that paired up with the clones. Maybe mm-hmm. that would be an avenue to explore. Yeah, and I mean, no idea if this will come to fruition because it was something Alex Davey dropped in the early days was they, mm. they were pushing possibly the idea of... Uh, Subfactions. Oh, you remember okay. that? Oh, okay. Uh, vaguely, yeah. that sounds familiar. Where they said, yeah, that like, was uh, a while ago, yeah. though. Yeah, that was a while ago. Hopefully, something like that will come out. I mean, kind of. And and to your point about not wanting to run anything in Gar other than clones, with the the new Wookiee Warrior expansion coming, True. Wookiee Trooper, that's gonna make people have to have a little more interesting decision on: Do I run a bunch of Wookies, which are awesome, mm. but they don't token share like the clones? So hopefully that there'll be some balance in that so people don't just disregard them and say, all right, they're not clones, so I'm not going to run them. Which is good because yeah. I think they're making that shift because Rebels and Imperial, they get get to play their lists in different ways based on their commanders and troop choices. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the Rogue One Rebels versus you know Leia and Luke and all those guys, they play very differently. So maybe that's opening up the design space for other tactics and build focuses with that sure and i think you know just from what i've been hearing about some of the more competitive games going on with you know against you know these rec star builds um you know if you're running something like bombing run or or um breakthrough Mm -hmm. you know these these rec star armies kind of need to clump up yeah and if you're able to flank them get around them you know basically avoid them luke into the side of them <laughs> or, or that but you know just avoid getting into the situation where you're going to get fire supported to death yeah um you know something like wookies might help them to put some flanking units outside something that doesn't require you to be bubbled up next to your commander because that's one thing rookies are great with is you know you can operate outside of that command bubble and still get some effectiveness out of it yeah yeah um, but having, having those red dice to roll off suppression I mean, chances of them panicking are very, very low. <laughs> so that's you know that's one one incentive maybe to start including some Wookiee warriors in those those Rex star lists. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, any any last thoughts from the Imperial perspective? Well, like I said, I, and th- when are you starting I, your uh, Separatist army? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I like I said, I, I try my damnedest not to be. You know the focus yeah, only right. from this perspective. We try to keep things upbeat and positive. Yeah, no, not just yeah, not just the negative side, but I'm, yeah. I try not to you know keep my focus solely on the imperial side of things, even mm-hmm. though that is my only army. Right. Uh, but yeah, you know, like I started off with, I, I the earlier releases kind of need, and it's been great for Wookies that they've for the update they've gotten. But we need you know Commander Vader needs an upgrade. Snowtrooper, I don't know if snowtroopers. They need more heavy weapon options to give it more variety. That'd be in nice there. to have, yeah, some more. Um, yeah, like Veers needs a little bit of tweaking, maybe with his command cards. And I mean, they've shown that the Aretta command cards with the um, Specialist Pack command cards. So hopefully, we'll get some some more touch ups on the command card side of things. It's just it it it's not far off. It just needs that little push to bring it up. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, gentlemen, thank you. I think this was a really fun topic to talk about. Get your insights on there. Uh, John, thank you again for joining us again. Hopefully we'll be able to do this again real soon. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Where can people find you on the medias? Um, Outrider underscore John on Instagram. So that's where where I do all my paintings. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to get some of those post pictures you've been posting up in the, in the Facebook chats and whatnot, and put them on the the Outrider page because yeah, last time great. we did, the, there was a great response to that. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I recently got back on the Star Wars Legion Facebook page after okay. my my year long hiatus. <laughs> so <You're> sabbatical. <laughs> Not only did you drop Legion, you dropped uh, Facebook and a lot of social media too. Well, I, yeah. I think the the whole thing with me getting out of the the Star Wars Legion Facebook page actually stemmed from an argument that I got in over the Lord Legend of the Five Rings RPG. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, anybody who knows me knows that I, I can kind of get a little bit, uh, I don't know, boycott happy sometimes when I don't what? like something. I Reactionary? Know, right? Stop. Uh, <laughs> um, and I, I got a little upset because of what FFG did, their their RPG department. Yeah. And I was like, you're cutting off all of these great RPG games? No, done, done, done with R- yeah. FFG entirely. And people wow. were like... It's a little extreme. And I'm like, no, don't you tell me I'm extreme. <laughs> I can fly off the handle. Uh, so, okay. Honestly, I don't really blame FFG on that. I think that's more of an Asmodee pulling, yes. pulling, oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, pulling FFG yeah, apart. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I still have some some gripes with Asmodee and the way they've done things. and you know, I think those are legitimate. How they treated my homie Alex yeah. Davey. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to be back on the, the Facebook Legion page because there's some, some great content on there. And I enjoy the community. Just don't mention the VOA or uh, <laughs> L5R. All right, Dan, where are you at? You're over on Discord. I'm on the Discord as Outrider underscore Dan. Um, and I usually stop in on all of your streams. Yes, thank you. That, you but... can find me on Twitch at Captain underscore Archer. Also on Twitter at GRN underscore Archer. But uh, otherwise, yeah. thank you, gentlemen. Thank you to our Patreon supporters allowing us to do what we do. And we will catch you next time. Yeah, Check out the Facebook page. Next podcast, we should have a ton of news from everything oh, from the May the 4th stuff. So uh, look forward to that. May the 4th right. be with you all. This concludes the current episode of the Legion Outriders podcast. You may cultivate a tactical advantage by observing the Outriders on Facebook or Twitter at Legion Outriders. Wisdom advocates subscribing to the podcast. Acting otherwise is reckless. Check, check, one, two, one, two, check, check, check. Microphone check, microphone check. I am a pretty little princess. I am the very model of a modern major general.